Look in my eyes. What do you see? A girl who experienced history. This is the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. 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 Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling all right. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Stutters. More once you discover. For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, it's Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say, look, I just found a place. We'd escape. Every one of us, I was kind of late. So I just made it off the struggle bus. Walking by the fake, cause I know it's right in front of us. Yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the rest of Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. If you are watching for the very first time or listening um, whenever you are for the very first time, welcome and thank you for joining the vibe. And I hope you continue on this journey with me. And for those who are a continuous supporter of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, and this isn't your first rodeo, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and for your love. And I pray that you continue on this journey with me y'all it has been a crazy 72 hours in wrestling and i just had to come on here and talk about it because i just can't even deal i can't even begin to fathom the world of wrestling that we're living in at this point because it's always a change that's going to happen a lot of the time. And it's just like, there's so many changes that could very well happen in the blink of an eye. And that's par for the course when it comes to wrestling. You just have to be prepared, you know, for whatever could happen. And honestly, this change, I did not see coming at all. A lot of us didn't see coming. Some people did, <laughs> but I know I definitely did not see it coming. And I am here to talk about it. So, of course, I had the privilege and the honor of showing up as media at Survivor Series War Games in Chicago at the All-State Arena. I was in Chicago all Thanksgiving weekend, and it was such an amazing time to be present. Like, it was an amazing event. Like, I just cannot even believe the amazing show that WWE put on for the people of Chicago. It was an incredible show, and I was honored to be there with so many of my friends in media, so many people who... I had never even met before in person. People who I absolutely love and work with, as you can see, there's a picture of me and Katrina from NCAT We Trust and Stephen Cat Talk Wow and Daily DDT. We were so excited and so proud to be there in Chicago um, representing our um, prospective brands. It was an amazing time. We ate pizza. We did all of the cool things in Chicago. And it was such an amazing time. And hopefully, and then of course, later on in the week, I will talk more about my 
oh, excuse me, war games experience, you know, because I want to give credit where credit is due for all of the wrestlers for the show that they put on collectively as a whole. But I wanted to spend this episode specifically talking about the absolute elephant in the room. And that is, of course, after the men's war games match, we had the shocking return of CM Punk, AKA the Second City Saint, AKA Chicago's native son, AKA the voice of the voiceless, AKA Philip Jack Brooks, all of the names, baby, the best in the world, made his shocking return to WWE after nearly 10 years away from the brand. Y'all, when I tell you, I could not believe it. <laughs> I could not believe it. So just to paint the picture for you, I'm thinking the show is over, right? So I'm looking up in the cage, you know, looking at Team Cody celebrate the win and all of the above. So if you have not watched Survivor Series War Games, go watch it. Um, I'm watching them celebrate their win, you know, against the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. And, you know, I'm thinking everything's about to wrap up and everything. Everything's cool and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, all you hear is... And I'm just... I'm screaming to the top of my lungs, holding my head like this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I could not stop screaming. And I know normally as media, you're, there's a level of chill that you have to have outside of a regular wrestling fan, but this was not the moment. <laughs> this was not the moment for me to be chill at all. I'm standing there, you know, just looking off into the distance, hearing the music play, hearing every fan in Chicago lose their collective minds. And I'm thinking, okay, if this could be a joke because they've used his theme song as a joke before and it's not funny and it would not have been funny, you know, to play a joke like that on the people of Chicago. So I'm thinking, no, like I'm like halfway in believing it and then halfway out of believing it. And then boom, up pops CM Punk and everybody just loses their collective minds. And I could not stop staring at the Titan Tron because it, he was right there. He was really right there. And we're all just screaming our heads off and just, just in complete shock that this is even happening at this point. Like, what? What? It's just so crazy. Like, I just could not believe that that was happening. Like, there's so much history, you know, behind this man. So much story, so much lore behind this man and a part of that lore is the fact that yeah his career for all we know it is like for what we know it to be really popped off popped off in wwe and he left of course infamously in 2014 and nobody ever expected him to ever come back he went everywhere else over the course of these nine to ten years and we never thought he would ever truly come back and set foot in the WWE ring. Like even once the event got started, 
there was chance of CM Punk radiating throughout the All-State Arena before War Games even started. And there were fans saying, CM Punk, CM Punk. But then there were another collective fan saying, boo, boo. It was all CM Punk, boo, all night. Almost to the point to where we, it was, it became a joke. Loki, we're just like, I was laughing to myself, like, this man might not even be here. Like I did interviews with fellow, with fellow media members like Ella J and like Malcolm muscle man, Malcolm and like Alex Laha shout out to them um, who had representation for media there as well. And in the press conference, I told them at the superstore that they had that I did not think CM Punk was going to be there. I really thought that he was just going to be at his house and just ignore everything completely. Even though everybody still sort of held on to the notion that maybe, just maybe he could show up I did not think he was going to be there I did not predict this at all you can go back and watch my predictions episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast for Survivor Series I did not think this man was going to show up and hilariously there were people still chanting CM Punk as the event went on as all of the matches happened but the ending was glorious i'm still processing it right now like it was so glorious his return was just one of the most amazing things that i have ever had the pleasure and the blessing of witnessing in my entire life like i can't even begin to fathom the world that we live in now like i told my mom when i got home yesterday that i feel like i'm dreaming um on the airplane right now. I feel like this is a dream that I am really having on a flight and I'm just going to wake up from it and it'll all not be real. But literally I've been awake for 72 hours and it is still happening. And this is a real deal thing. And then to cap it all off, you have this picture that triple H took um, of the both of them backstage doing the point, the famous point picture. And his caption said, mighty cold day in hell, hashtag Survivor Series. And I ran into my friend Siendel, um, shout out to her, who is um, one of, who is part of those wrestling girls as well as her own platforms. She was there and she said, this isn't a cold day in hell. This is Chicago. And I thought that was so funny because Chicago was cold all weekend. The entirety of Thanksgiving weekend, Chicago was just freezing, freezing, freezing. And yeah, like it was really cold. And this is definitely a cold day in Chicago. If Chicago was considered hell, this is exactly what this is going to be because nobody ever thought that this man would ever return or even be on possible good terms with Triple H with the way that he left and with the all the things that was said. But here is this man. CM Punk is back in WWE. And I am still very much in shock from it. I watched Monday Night Raw last night. I was still in shock from all of the graphics that kept popping up saying CM Punk returns. It's too much. I just can't even believe that this is the reality that we are living in. And of course, it's been newsworthy. It's been the headlines on every you know, social media platform that's wrestling related, every sports media platform that has wrestling content like every freaking place that covers wrestling, you know, on a consistent or semi-consistent basis is covering this story. And it is just 
insane how this is just coalescing right now. You can't escape it. Like if you are a wrestling fan, you cannot escape it. And another thing that I just really love is just how people on social media, of course, have been viewing the video a thousand times, viewing it on YouTube a thousand times. And there are, of course, streamers who live stream their reactions to different wrestling events like um, Wheezy Blonde and like Sh Chiseled Adonis and so many other people who are watching Survivor Series, you know, from their home and live streaming, who were reacting to it. And everybody was freaking the heck out, screaming, cursing, all of the things because they just could not believe that this was really happening. And it was just, and of course, his return has set a viral social media record for WWE that now his return is the most viewed social post in WWE history. And you can't deny his power. You cannot deny the power that this man has over the wrestling universe. Like when CM Punk comes calling, you are going to see him and he's going to put up numbers everywhere he is because he is just that guy. He is that personality that people are just drawn to no matter what, good, bad, or indifferent. People are going to watch this man. And the fact that he's put up these numbers and it's only been three days, it's just, it's, 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 in, it's incredible. It's just really incredible. And I'm just still, you know, in awe of the fact that I was blessed to even witness that because I've witnessed so many moments that Chicago has had either with CM Punk or without CM Punk. And they are a very passionate wrestling town. They are so passionate about wrestling whether it's WWE or AEW, you know, a lot of history is taking place there. And it's just, it was so amazing to be in the midst of that level of fandom with those fans. Like the Chicagoans are amazing. Like when me and Katrina and her friend Corey, shout out to him, were leaving the Allstate Arena, there were fans still chanting CM Punk in the hallways as they were leaving. There were girls, <laughs> um, there were girls, you know, talking about wrestling in the restroom. We were all talking and just buzzing about it in, in, inside and talking to each other about it, not believing what had happened, but just being enthralled with what had taken place. There was one girl I met who brought her friend from college um, and she had never been to a wrestling event before, but they were theater majors. And because they're theater majors, they, you know, tap into the, the dramatic component of wrestling and they were watching it together. And she was just, you know, in awe of the entire production of it. And it was just so great to have that conversation with those two ladies. Um, and I hope that they will listen to this new episode because I did tell them about the show. Um, and I really do hope that they continue in their wrestling fandom journey because it was just so amazing to be surrounded by women talking about that moment in such a, a passionate way. And then as we were leaving the Allstate Arena, we ran into these two men, these two young men who were in their early 20s, who talked about how when CM Punk left WWE, they were like preteens and teenagers, you know, like they were brothers, they were preteens and teenagers, but now they're grown men and they witnessed CM Punk come back to WWE, which was something that they were holding out hope for in their lives. Like they really held out hope. Like they were just saying, if you speak positivity into the atmosphere, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And he was like, I told you it was going to happen. I told you. 
And it was just so beautiful to see that passion from the Chicago crowd. And I, and I'll just never forget that for as long as I live, like there was just so much excitement from where, for where WWE is headed at this point, like for this to have happened on the last premium live event on the main roster in WWE. It's just insane. Of course, we do have NXT deadline that's going to happen next month um, in a number of, of a few weeks. But at the same time, it's still, you know, the fact that in the last pay-per-view, usually you would think that you know, they would coast and just chill out for a minute because, of course, the next pay-per-view is going to be the Royal Rumble, which is at the end of January. But no, they did not rest on their laurels. They said, we're going to bring Randy back. We're going to have Team Cody and Team Bianca going on. And we are going to have CM Punk come back just to hit the nail on the head. And boy, <laughs> they did it. They really did it. And I just can't even fathom it like i really just can't fathom it but in the comments we have e we have eric from the backstage brawl thank you for watching he says cm punk is a game changer despite reports and controversy he is a needle mover yeah because as you can see you know he set a bar when it comes to viral you know wrestling clips like people are he's putting up big numbers people are watching him in the droves there are probably people who haven't watched wrestling in so long you know who are probably going to get back into it because he's there like that's the power that nostalgia has number one and then number two the power that cm punk has as a star like it's just amazing we're we're living in very unprecedented times there are some people who also feel like this might be a sign of the the, the apocalypse excuse me um it's crazy. <laughs> and I was talking to my boyfriend about it. Shout out to him. He, when me and my boyfriend got together, he, he is, he was the biggest CM Punk fan. He loved him so much and he loved CM Punk so much that for the first present I ever bought him for Christmas, I bought him the DVD set of CM Punk best in the world, which you can watch on Peacock now, but he loved him so much. And it was just a really heartbreaking situation, you know, when he did decide to leave and it was just so much going on at that time. And the idea that we were two years into our relationship when he left WWE and now we're 11 years into our relationship and now he's back is just insane. Like there are people even saying that it's insane that CM Punk came back to WWE before we got Grand Theft Auto 6. And that's even more insane <laughs> to even think about. Like, this is just a crazy, unprecedented time to live in. And I just can't believe I even got to witness it. I know I keep saying it over and over again, but I just can't believe I was there to see that happen. Like, that's something I'm going to remember. And those people in Chicago are going to remember for the rest of their lives. Like I was losing my mind so bad that I was standing in my chair with kind of low, but high heel boots on trying to see if this was really him about to come out. That's how crazy it was. <laughs> and I had to run down to Katrina to hug her because I just couldn't believe what was happening. And I was shaking because I just, I just couldn't believe it. It was just so insane. And of course, this has split wrestling spaces on social media down the middle. And we are going to talk about that. 
But yo, it's just crazy. And then of course you go into Monday Night Raw and the first hour was commercial free. And a lot of people kind of did think, well, what if what if this means that CM Punk is going to start the show? And I kind of wanted him to start the show, too, because I was just like, OK, sir, you've come back in an amazing way. Say something to us. Right. But then as it turns out, they put him at the main event, like at the very end after Randy Orton's match with Dirty Dominant Mysterio. And I was like, okay, fine. That's cool. Whatever. Because um, I was going to watch the whole episode anyway, because that's what I always do. So I was just going to wait for it. And I was just, I was excited with the episode of Raw as a whole, because it was really good. But the fact that, you know, this was at the very end was just really something to experience. And shout out to Nashville, um, Tennessee, being the show that got to witness his first promo on Raw in over nine years. Like y'all got to see that. And that's really cool. And also shout out to Nikki Bougie, who's part of the Shakers Den and Battleground podcast. She was there because that's of course her hometown. Um, she was there for that. And that was amazing for her. And I'm glad she got to experience that. Um, it's just really insane, you know, how that happened. But yeah, he cut his promo and it sounded very contained from what we know him from, because normally we know him to be raucous and just saying the things that he himself has said that nobody has the balls to say, excuse me. But yeah, like this wasn't the case here. He seems like a very reflective CM Punk at this point. Like he's pretty chilled out and like he's refreshed from the choice that he has made to come back. He said these two words and he, he was feeling insecure about it at first, but he said that I'm home. And this is was and this where this is where a lot of people started cheering, of course. And he was being really chill for the most part. He was excited, of course, because he was yelling at people saying, you know, I heard you, I heard you chanting my name, you know, for the past nine years. Like you guys never forgot about me, even in the moments when I wanted to forget about me. And I'm just like, yo, that's some pretty deep stuff. That's some pretty deep human stuff. And when you want to forget about you, that's really, that's, that's a pretty sad thing to say. But at the same time, you know, it's clear that the wrestling fandom has driven him and made him feel a lot better about himself, you know, in that regard, because they're just like, okay, well, sometimes I just want to just turn it all off. But the love that people show him that's really real and really passionate, you know, has kept him going all this time. And I think that's really good. And you can also say that for the AEW fans as well. You can say that about wrestling fans across the board, really. Um, and I'm just really happy that he feels like this was the right move for himself, you know, even though lots of people, you know, even in this headline right here, which was saying that, you know, his first promo back was weak per se. I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like if he's saying, if he and Triple H both have, are both saying that they've changed and that, you know, they are chilling out and just not having, you know, any more anger towards each other then I'm inclined to believe it. Like, I I can't, I don't know him. So I can't say, oh, well, he's just here for the money. Even though he did comically say, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. I just, a part of me just doesn't believe that he's just there, you know, just for the money. I feel like he's also there 
because maybe he feels like this was the right move for him. You know, because I can't judge this man. I don't know him. Like, I, I don't know this man. I can't say, oh, you actually returned because of this, 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 that, and the third. Like, I can't say that. That's not a thing I can say because he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't know me um, from a can of paint. So for me to sit here and say, oh, well, I didn't like his promo because I felt like he was lying or I felt like he was being disingenuous and all this other. I, that's not for me to say because I don't know him. Um, but a part of me is just really hoping that this is going to turn out for the best for everybody because, you know, there's just been a lot of controversy tied to him when it comes to wrestling over the past couple of, you know, months, years for the past few years, you know? So it's just, I'm just hoping that it's for the very best for him, for the very best for WWE and for the talent that's involved. I'm hoping that, people can iron out their differences and there won't be so much anger. I'm just hoping for healing and peace all around because that's just what I hope for in my own life. So for him, for CM Punk, I'm hoping for peace and for acknowledgement of rights and wrongs on both ends. I'm just hoping that healing is, is on both ends. Eric is saying the last comment he said towards the end was a shot at Rollins in my opinion it was a callback to Triple H's promo for WrestleMania in Orlando to Seth Rollins about making money. Yes, um, I did catch that. I'm glad you said that because a part of me was just like, wait, I've heard that before. And it was Triple H saying that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, um, Triple H really did say that to Seth Rollins. Like, hell, if you ain't making enemies, you ain't making money. That is my Triple H voice. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Seth had some feelings about him and he has mentioned before that he would prefer it if CM Punk just stayed away from WWE. Um, he's mentioned that before, but he's also mentioned the fact that he has to give CM Punk some credit because CM Punk was an instrumental component of the shield um, coming to WWE back in the day, like he sort of bigged them up and sort of, you know, talked about them and bringing them in, you know, as a part of a storyline with him back in the day with Seth Rollins, with Roman Reigns and with John Moxley. And I believe that that is a really cool component that they can talk about in the future when it comes to storylines um, with CM Punk and possibly with Seth Rollins. And with Roman Reigns, like, that's something that he can say. Like, would you be, would you, Roman Reigns, be the undisputed WWE Universal Champion if it weren't for me? Would Seth Rollins be the architect and, you know, Monday Night Rollins and, you know, the World Heavyweight Champion if it wasn't for me, you know, bringing you in? Like, if, like, would John Moxley be who he is if it wasn't for me, you know, bringing you in? Like, I think that is a pretty creative thing that they can call back to like that is pretty amazing long-term storytelling that they can definitely tell because this year when you think of pro wrestling illustrated all three members of the shield were in the top 10 like they were in the top three 
And all of that, you know, does not happen without CM Punk, you know, sort of bringing them into the fold and bringing them in WWE to sort of run roughshod over everybody at that point. And then they became who they became. So I think that is going to be an interesting story to tell. Um, I have fam here from Black Wrestling. Hey, it's good to see you. Thank you for watching. He said the I made you story would definitely work. Oh, my God, it would. It would it would just be insane to think about. But yeah, CM Punk had some feelings because at Survivor Series, I did not see it because I was in shock <laughs> and I was just looking ahead at CM Punk, but I didn't see it until I looked at my phone on social media and CM Punk was cussing at him, saying F you, F you, being held back by Corey and Michael Cole, holding him back and him flipping him the bird. I, ooh, ooh. It's going to get real. <laughs> it's going to get so real. And I just cannot wait for any of it. But either way, I just hope that everyone is safe and, and everyone is feeling okay with working, you know, in this atmosphere. Like CM Punk is back, guys. Like that is insane to think about. But of course, yeah, I said Seth was doing that. Um, <laughs> like he was just cussing. I said Seth was doing that. Yeah, nah, you can't cuss around stuff. Look, I've I, people curse around me all the time, fam. Like, I think I have to say this to fam now. Um, people curse around me all the time, and I don't judge them for it. Like, I don't judge people for cuss cursing. I just try my best not to curse on my platform because there's a story behind that. Because when I first started my podcast. A lot of the people who were listening to my show were people who I were going to, who I was going to church with. And I just didn't want to, you know, do that because that would have been weird. So, yeah, I try my best not to curse when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to my show. But, yeah, like it's 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 a mess. But people do curse around me. Hey, Cal, he's saying he has heard. He's heard me curse before. Well, yeah, it's happened. They better not do it around me. Aw, oh, fam. You're so sweet. Um, <laughs> it's just getting funny. But yeah, like Seth has lost his mind. But it's just something that I did yesterday while waiting for Raw to come on was that I did sit and watch the CM Punk Best in the World documentary again. And it was interesting to sort of go back and look at his wrestling journey from the very beginning and see everything of how it coalesced with him coming um, through the independence, you know, not really having training, but then seeking out training, you know, him becoming friends with people such as Colt Cabana, which is so crazy to think about now, and so many other people. And then, of course, him going to Ring of Honor and having the quality of matches that he had with the likes of Samoa Joe and even Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> um, and even, of course, getting signed to WWE and then him being in um, OVW first and then coming up to ECW. W's rebrand that was ran by Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman believing in him and all his WWE stuff. And it was just really cool to sort of go back and see how everything coalesced for him in his WWE career. And at the very beginning, you know, he said in the documentary, for all intents and purposes, I'm a guy who should not have even made it to the WWE. And I feel like that's something that we have to unpack. Hey, thank you for watching. Survivor Series was fantastic. It was really fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, 
But yeah, let's just really unpack that for a second. For a long time, I can say this. Um, when it came to stars in WWE, they of course had a certain ilk and a look to them. They all looked like giant big beefcakes. They were like your Hulk Hogan slash Terry's. They were your um, John Cena's. There were, you know, so many larger people who they did peg as superstars. Like even in the documentary, he mentioned John Morrison, who he had to fight numerous times in um, ECW. In fact, they even fought for the ECW championship. Like there were people who were sort of pegged to be superstars, you know, that did not look like you know, an average person like CM Punk does. When you think of independent wrestlers, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, like I had never thought of seeing a person like CM Punk, you know, really fully thrive in WWE in that way. Because of course, I did not necessarily know that independent wrestling existed back then. I personally did not know that places like New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor existed until CM Punk made his pipe bomb. And that's just the truth of my wrestling journey. Like I started watching wrestling with WCW and WWF. And that was all I knew growing up. That was all I knew. I did not know about these other places until CM Punk made his pipe bomb and said, you know, if he wins the WWE title from John Cena, he'll just, you know, maybe he'll, you know, defend it and New Japan Pro Wrestling, or maybe he'll go back to Ring of Honor. And I'm looking at him like, what is this? could you take the title to another place and, and, you know, defend it somewhere else? Like I did, it was just crazy to me that this man was sitting here and saying all this on a random Monday night in June of 2011. Like 17-year-old Stephanie was just caught completely off guard by this man being this angry um, and sitting Indian style looking relaxed with his microphone saying all of this to John Cena saying that I actually like you but I hate this idea that you're the best when I'm the best like what like how huh like him saying that Terry slash Hulk Hogan was excuse my French, an ass kisser, and that The Rock was an ass kisser. Him saying all of this on live television just made me felt like, it made me feel like the entire wrestling landscape was going to melt. <laughs> like, I was so scared. I was just so scared. Like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Why is this man saying all of this stuff about these people behind the scenes and in the front of the TV and all of this? But the older I got, the more I realized he was speaking from a very angry place. And even in the documentary, he was saying like, he felt like he had worked so hard and won so many titles. This man was world heavyweight champion, like the big belt, like the big gold belt that Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes had. Like this man was world heavyweight champion twice after winning money in the bank twice. He cashed in on edge and Jeff Hardy. He had won tag team gold with Kofi Kingston. This man had won the Intercontinental title off of William Regal. This man had won all of these titles, but yet wasn't treated like he was a big deal because of a look, because they were running with 
John Cena being the guy. And I get it because John Cena, you know, he was, a, he's the star, you know, and he's, you know, the face, he was the face of the brand, but CM Punk felt like, look, I need to be the face of this brand because I'm actually really great in all of these areas. Cause I've worked hard in all of these areas and you guys are paying me dust and I hate it. And that was a level of honesty that I had just never really seen before in my wrestling fandom at that point. But yo, it resonated with a lot of people and people loved him for it and they have been loving him for it ever since. Hey, Randy, I'm from Backstage Brawl. Thank you for watching. Like this really changed the trajectory of how people saw wrestlers and how WWE, I guess you could say, could have seen wrestlers, you know, in the future um, as well and how people saw stars. Like even in the moments where it seemed like WWE would push a certain narrative on somebody like say a Roman Reigns before the tribal chief stuff, the fans would push back and be like, no, we want this person like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. We want this person. We want this person. We want to see this type of underdog. We want to see this person who looks like us, you know, be on top. We don't have to have the big muscle bound, you know, guy be on top all the time. And I feel like Daniel Bryan does not win at WrestleMania 30 without this happening. Like without CM Punk, I feel like we don't get a lot of our moments with a lot of these independent people in wrestling without, without him. And it's just, now, of course, the hard work comes from the athletes themselves. But when it comes to busting the door downs for people, I feel like you really just don't necessarily have it in the modern era without this man speaking up the way that he did and wanting people to know to know his worth and his value. And for better or for worse, it popped off. <laughs> it really did pop off with this pipe bomb, y'all. And yeah, it's just crazy. But then, of course, you have the idea that there were certain things that did work out and didn't work out because of course um in 2014 he left due to health issues that were mishandled you know on his on on their part and I don't necessarily have all the information when it comes to that um and here again I can't necessarily speak fully on that but it was due to health issues and also due to the idea that he still felt like he wasn't being valued because when you sit down and think about how he was WWE champion for over 400 days, he had to lose the title to the rock um, at the Royal rumble who was going on to face John Cena in the twice in a lifetime match at WrestleMania in New York, New Jersey. And then he had to fight the undertaker. Now, mind you him versus the undertaker was an amazing feud. And of course, when you tie in the fact that Paul bearer, um, rest in peace to him, Big Bama Energy passed away that year as well. There was a lot of drama heading into that, and they did a good job with that story. But he felt like he really should have been in the main event of WrestleMania, and then he wasn't, and it did, and it made him upset. Like, he hated it. He even, he even did not necessarily like that he wasn't in the main event of WrestleMania 27, which had John Cena and The Miz. Like, watching that back in the documentary was pretty crazy, too. But with all of the stuff that happened, he wound up leaving. And Randy in the comments is saying, Punk being a rebel paved the way for a lot 
um, and the existence of AEW. Definitely, definitely that. And he also says, we ain't need the twice in a lifetime matches. And Punk still had the best um, match that night. Yep. Yep, he did. Definitely. Um, and we definitely did need the twice in a lifetime because the first one was amazing. <laughs> the first one was absolutely amazing. I still go back and watch that. And that was definitely like a clash of the generations with that match. I didn't know who to root for because here again, as a 90s baby, I experienced The Rock's peak and John Cena's peak. So it was hard. But either way, um, CM Punk left and he had his interview, of course, with Colt Cabana on The Art of Wrestling. And it's so crazy to think about that the both of them are not best friends anymore, but hopefully healing can be found with that situation as well. Um, he talked about all of his reasons and that set the internet ablaze. And that was basically my, next to also listening to Talk is Jericho, those were my first two forays into wrestling podcasting. I had never listened to a wrestling podcast before until I heard Talk is Jericho and that, and the CM Punk episode of, um, the art of wrestling with Colt Cabana. And that was pretty insane to think about. But yeah, CM Punk went on to go to the UFC, you know, and challenge the best of the best over there. And he did his best. He really did his best. Um, but he did not have a great showing there. And he wound up getting beaten clobbered a lot. But the thing that I admired was the fact that at least he tried. You know, there are some people in life who you know, say they want to do things, but then don't do it. But CM Punk is the kind of guy who says, you know, I'm going to do this. And he actually, you know, goes full steam ahead and bets on himself and he does it. Now, yeah, it might not have worked out, you know, in terms of a dominant fashion, but at the same time, we were still watching to see what was going to happen. And yeah, he might have not won or been as dominant as he wanted to be, but he still did it. And then, of course, he would also commentate, you know, and announce for different UFC fights as well. So that was really interesting. That was an interesting way for him to still be in the combat um, fighting stage. Um, he also did some acting stuff um, and still doing acting stuff. He was in this last season of um, Heels on Stars, and so was AJ Mendez, his wife, Um he was also in Mayans MC, which is, of course, a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. And of course, if you haven't watched Sons of Anarchy, I do recommend it. It is a really good show. Um, I didn't necessarily watch Mayans all too much, but I do. I did hear good things about it. And I do know that it is a pretty good show. But yeah, CM Punk was on that show for a, for a couple of episodes. So yeah, he was doing his TV thing. He was doing his he was in his acting bag. He was also in a couple of horror movies. Um, now I'm not necessarily a horror movie girl, but I wanted to watch this one day with my boyfriend and I did enjoy it for other, <laughs> for other girlish reasons, because I did always think that CM Punk was kind of fine. Um, and he still technically is, but let me chill in this movie, like girl on the third floor to me, it was one of the most, it was nasty. It was gross, but at the same time. It was pretty good to me, but I do know a lot of people, you know, hated it, you know, for their various reasons. And I really can't speak much about horror movies and the quality of them, because the only the only really three horror movies I've ever watched in my life was Carrie, the original Carrie and Jennifer's Body. And this. So 
I can't really get into the horror movie conversation with people, but I actually liked this movie and I thought his acting in it was pretty cool. His personality, I feel like a lot of what he brings as a character in wrestling, he brought to this movie and he brings to a lot of his acting roles. It's like, you can still see him, but then at the same time, you can still see the character he's doing. Like, he was pretty cool in this. I actually liked this a lot. Um, so yeah, he was, him and a lot of his side missions when he was away from WWE um, and away from wrestling as a whole were still very interesting. Um, and outside of acting, he also <laughs> made another big surprise thing when he was on WWE backstage, <laughs> which was kind of like an ESPN-esque type of show that had, of course, Renee Paquette hosting, along with Booker T, Samoa Joe. Um, Adam Cole was on that episode as well. And then you had Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, there as well. And every this set the internet ablaze, too, because everybody was like, that's CM Punk! He said he would never come back to WWE, even though technically this wasn't with WWE, this was like a show with Fox. But he was coming on there kind of like a an expert per se to, you know, talk about, you know, the different stories and the different athletes that were in WWE at the time. And this show was really good. This was on Thursdays, I believe. And I really enjoyed this show. Like, I feel like more wrestling shows like this should exist on sports platforms. They really should, because I mean, I can watch ESPN for, you know, for the intellectual component of the sports and stuff for the news and all of that and also for noise because it's really good background noise when i need to focus on different projects i'm doing in wrestling but if there was a show like this that still existed for wrestling i would be all the way in and maybe one day you know if a show like this can exist again they can hire me but that's besides the point um <laughs> but either way I really enjoyed this show and I really did enjoy what CM Punk brought as, you know, a wrestling expert. But this, of course, set everybody on fire. Everybody thought, well, maybe if he's back here, then maybe he'll come back to WWE. But he still wasn't necessarily open to that at that time. And then this show wound up getting canceled because of all the shows that wound up getting canceled due to the pandemic and production issues and stuff like that. And that made me really sad. But, you know, <sighs> They still have that relationship with FS1 because, of course, SmackDown will pop up on there every now and again um, whenever there's something else going on on Fox. But, yeah, like, him on backstage was pretty good. Um, and he was, of course, being himself with his jacket and his regular jeans on or whatever. But, yeah, CM Punk, you know, and all of his little side missions were always still amazing and cool to see. And then he also went on to write for comic books like Marvel. He wrote for Thor's annual. And I thought that was really interesting because he said that one of his first jobs was working in a comic book shop. And then even on the documentary, he mentioned, you know, how cool it was to go to different comic conventions and meet, you know, fans of his who either cosplayed as him or some of his favorite superheroes and stuff. So him and AJ both have both written for comic books. Um, and I think that was really cool. Um, writing is amazing <laughs> as someone who now you know does it for a job like writing and being creative in that way is really amazing and anytime you can do it and have a foray you know into superhero stuff or maybe even a, a foray into wrestling stuff like that's amazing and the idea that he was able to still 
get rid of some creative energy doing stuff like all of what he's done. It's just really cool. So I'm not that much of a comic book reader, but I'm more than sure his contributions to that was really amazing. Um, hopefully those who listen to this episode who do read comic books actually got into that a little bit. But yeah, this was cool to see that he was doing that. And then of course, we have the AEW run. <laughs> the AEW run. Now this here was insane because of course this picture was from his first dance, um, which is when he made his return. Um in Chicago, and this wasn't in the Allstate arenas, as um, if I'm remembering it correctly, but I remember this night, I was watching SmackDown, and um, I was also preparing for a Belladonna show that was happening the next day that I had to commentate for, and I'm looking at my phone, and then all of a sudden, I see on Twitter that, you know, it's CM Punk, and I was like, Dad, change the channel. Dad, change the channel. Turn it on AEW right now, and so he turns it on, and there is CM Punk standing there, and it was almost, you could say, the worst-kept secret because a lot of people kind of thought, well, if they're going to be in Chicago, you know, he might be showing up, and a lot of people were speculating, but it wasn't confirmed, confirmed until boom, he showed up. And this was exciting at the time because we never thought he would ever come back to wrestling, period. So the idea that he came back and then you came back to AEW of all places was just like, yo, okay, here you are. And everybody was screaming and jumping up and down, kind of like Saturday and crying and hugging him and stuff. And he got ice cream bars for people because he was so excited. And it was so interesting, you know, what he had to say when it came to, you know, winging everything he was saying and all the above. And he even apologized to the fans saying like, I'm sorry if the choices I made, you know, disappointed you or made you sad, but you know, I couldn't get better in the place that made me sick. Um, and you know, now he was back in wrestling and he wanted to fight a lot of the people, um, in the AEW locker room that he wished he was with like 10 years ago. And, um, he challenged Darby Allen, um, to a match at all in, in Chicago, which was the weekend of my birthday that year. Actually, all in is always, no, not all in all out. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I get them mixed up, but yeah, like he wanted to fight the best of the best. He was just really excited about it. And he also talked about how when he left Ring of Honor, that was the day he left pro wrestling. And now he's back um, into pro wrestling because the thing about AEW is they try to differentiate themselves with pro wrestling and sports entertainment. And I thought that was really interesting how he did that and didn't mention WWE, but then low key mentioned WWE in that way. And I was like, huh, that's a pretty creative way of putting it. Um, but yeah, he seemed to be very excited to be in the fold at AEW. He had tons of cool matches um, with the likes of Darby Allen and MJF and John Moxley. And he then went on to become AEW champion which a lot of people were very excited about. But, 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 it all went kind of crazy when it came to this press junket because he won the title. He was at the media scrum sitting next to Tony Khan, um, the owner of AEW, and 
he proceeded to talk about, you know, how he was working with people that were acting like children. He said, I'm old and I'm tired and I'm, you know, I'm working with children. And this of course set off the infamous fight that he may had, may or may not had allegedly or allegedly did not have with um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And this called for him to be suspended, you know, and this left the championship vacant. And it was just a lot of drama, 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 drama. And he did come back. And when he did come back, there was another show that was created um, in AEW because, of course, they had Dynamite on Wednesdays and they have Rampage on Friday. And then on Saturday, they created Collision. And the notion was that Collision was made specifically for him, you know, to keep him away from the people that he got into it with. And when he was on Collision, you know, he cut his promo saying that he was, you know, you know, tired of dealing with counterfeit bucks. And we knew what that meant. But here again, he was wrestling on the show, doing tag team stuff with FTR and different things like that. Um, and here again, he got into another fight and it didn't work out. And he wound up leaving AEW. Actually, no, he wound up getting fired. Excuse me. He wound up getting fired from AEW because he got into it with Jungle Boy Jack Perry um, after their Wembley event, which was so huge and so big um, and such a huge deal for AEW at the time for them to have accomplished this, this large show on that grander scale this past August. And then to have it overshadowed by the drama of the fighting was just too much. Then on top of that, AEW went to Chicago and Tony Khan had to make the announcement of why he had to fire CM Punk. And that was insane to witness. And at this point, nobody knew where CM Punk was really going to be. Like he popped up at a MMA show and, you know, he had alluded that, you know, he was a free agent and that he didn't know what he was going to do. So nobody knew exactly where he was going to go after that point, if he was going to return to wrestling, if he was just going to retire or just chill out or whatever. But we got our answer Saturday. We got our answer on Saturday. And even on social media, like he was sharing a lot of different clips and stuff from him and pictures of stuff you know, of him in WWE in the past, but I didn't think that meant anything because here again, people troll online all the time. So I'm just thinking, okay, well, maybe he's doing this because he knows people are assuming that he's going to be in Chicago because it's Survivor Series. Maybe he's just doing that to mess with our heads because folks do that sometimes. So, and I really did not think he was going to be there. But when he showed up, it was the, the most amazing thing I had ever witnessed in my life. It was insane. I, I, I'm, I just feel really happy to have experienced that. That's like, that's probably one of the greatest returns in wrestling that, that, that's ever happened. And I'm just really excited that I got to see that. And like I said, I just hope and pray that now that he's in WWE, you know, there's a lot of stories he could tell. There's a lot of people he could fight. Like 
he doesn't even necessarily have to go for a title right now. Um, there's a lot of people who I low-key want to see him have an interaction with. Stupidly enough, I mean, I low-key want to see him interact with the New Day because I think it would be funny. I want to see him have a, have an interaction with Bianca Belair and then maybe have a tag team called the ESTs in the world. Like, it's crazy. But of course, everybody and their mama thinks that he could very well start a, start a feud with Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title. Now, as of right now, Seth Rollins isn't focusing on him because his plate is full with Drew McIntyre and Jey Uso wanting to challenge him for the title. But there's only so much ignoring of somebody you can do until you finally have to face that person. And for better or for worse, we have seen that Seth Rollins is able to work and make you know, lemonade out of lemons with people that he doesn't like, like Matt Riddle. We've seen that. So if he can definitely make something work, if they can make something shake with that, then I'm more than sure that him and CM Punk could very well make something shake with that. Maybe at a WrestleMania later, I'm not sure. But what's so funny is I'm all, I really don't want CM Punk to be mad if he's not the main event of WrestleMania next year because you have Cody you have Roman and their score that they have to settle like you also have the women who have been gunning for actually main eventing you know a night like the women haven't main evented a night one or a night two of a WrestleMania since Mercedes and Bianca and Charlotte and Rhea you know, tore the house down this year at WrestleMania, and they felt like they should have main evented because, of course, when you win the Royal Rumble, you're supposed to main event WrestleMania. And Rhea, you know, didn't get to main event WrestleMania night one because they were doing the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy, which I get because it's a bloodline story. But at the same time, move the women there. Like, you have so many amazing stars that could very well main event WrestleMania in both nights. And I just don't want CM Punk to possibly get angry because he's not main eventing or because of the way it might go with him working as hard as he's working and then not getting the, the thing. Like, I don't want it to be a repeat problem. I really don't. Um, but here again, it's kind of too soon to tell, but we're on the road and it is amazing. I am really, really excited for where we are. And I'm excited that CM Punk is back. And I just had to get on here and talk about it because to bear witness to it was an absolute blessing. And I know it's a blessing to those who even got to experience on experience it on video. So we're living in a crazy time, guys. But thank you guys so much for watching this special episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast as I talked about the return of CM Punk. Um, of course, if you want to go back and listen to this, you can listen to it on all um, audio platforms once it is posted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, everywhere you get audio podcasts, you can listen to it. You can also watch this live um, on my YouTube channel um, within the next couple of hours. And you can also, you know, watch it 
after I post it to the regular videos, just watch it there and subscribe, of course, to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. All of my episodes and all of my interviews are up on there. Um, there will be a new episode of Stephen Cat Talk Wow on Thursday. We had to reschedule it due to traveling and stuff because she and I both were in Chicago. So that episode is coming. We are going to watch Wow and we're going to recap the episode and it's going to be fine. And yeah. Just continue to support the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Um, a big step was made this weekend with me, you know, being able to represent HWP um, as media at um, Survivor Series. I'm really blessed in that regard to be sitting in that space where I know that I belong um, because I've worked hard over these past three years to be there. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity, grateful to WWE for even considering me, thinking of me in that way. I'm I'm really grateful and hopefully, you know, I can make it a consistent deal, you know, at some point and just be there and just take up space and continue to do that. And thank you to those who are watching on live on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube, everywhere. Thank you guys so much for watching and on Twitter. Um, share and hit the likes for it. Thank you so much, fam, for always supporting me and to the Black Wrestling fam for supporting me as well. Um just continue to follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on um, Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod and on uh, and on Instagram. I'm losing track on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and follow me on Instagram at Queen Steph Hardy and on Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy as well. And just continue to support the brand as I continue to grow in my wrestling fandom and of course my wrestling career as a writer, co commentator, and host. And also, you know, continue to read my writings on Daily DDT. Um, I'm still working on different things, so please be on the lookout for that and just keep keep reading my articles um thank you cal and also thank you malcolm for all of your support and all of your sharing of my stuff too that does not go unnoticed thank you guys thank you guys so much also if you want to book me for your wrestling shows in alabama or anywhere else you can email me at hardy wrestling podcast at gmail.com or drop a dm um, to any one of my social media platforms. If you need a podcast host, a writer, a panelist, or a color commentator, those are all the places where I've been featured. So please be on the lookout if you want someone to bring passion and excellence to your event. I am your girl. And of course, continue to support Steph and Cat Talk Wow every Monday or like on this week, Thursday, as otherwise stated, you know, at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, as we talk about Wow Superheroes, the hottest all women's wrestling show on television. And read my articles. So, and buy my t shirts at foryourwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast where you can find the hoodie and the t-shirt with alabama wrestling icons such as sensational sherry teddy long paul bearer um aqa deborah and kayla braxton on the t-shirt you can get them in red or black and they come in all sizes so please purchase those as well as the bold and the bloodline t-shirts and my beyonce's relationship t-shirt Please buy those at foryourwear.com slash Hardy Wrestling Podcast. It's Christmas time. Buy unique merch. So this has been the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye, y'all.